I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode two of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling. And to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. If we are going to ponder the path toward wholeness or this me when I'm free, we're going to have to become comfortable with the word longing. Now, if you're like me, even saying that word feels a little uncomfortable. Too long for something or someone feels so vulnerable, so risky. Plus, if you grew up in the church like I did, it's likely you were taught fairly regularly about things like denying your flesh, which in my young mind meant pretty much anything that I longed for. And this is how I found myself nearing midlife, a pastor's wife and lifelong Christ follower in a counselor's office, completely unsure who I was or what I had to offer the world and wrestling with whether it was okay to even want to know. Ruth Haley Barton writes in her book, Sacred Rhythms, that life in and around the Christian community does little to help us attend to our longings, to believe that deep within there is something essential that needs to be listened to, or to offer much hope that our deepest longings could take us somewhere good. She goes on to say, in religious circles, we are much more accustomed to silencing our desire, distancing ourselves from it because we are suspicious and afraid of its power. It was in that counselor's office that I began to understand that to deny my longings is to deny my humanity. There's actually a word for denying or condemning our humanity it's called shame. To label the ways that we are wired for longing as bad is to deny that we were created for love and connection. If we listen to our longings, they will tell a story of wanting to be accepted, to be seen, to be wanted, to be needed, to be safe, to be secure to be loved. 
If we pay attention to our shame, it will tell a story of an assault on those exact desires, leading us to believe that we are not worthy of love or belonging. Author and psychiatrist Kurt Thompson writes in his book, The Soul of Shame, that we all are born into the world looking for someone looking for us. And we remain in this mode of searching for the rest of our lives. This is not optional, friend. We were born for connection and belonging, and we will find it one way or another. I did not understand this universal truth when I was a little girl, and yet I can remember clearly one of the first times that I felt some shame related to this longing. When I was six or seven years old, I was invited to go bowling with my best friend, Jody. The thing about Jody was that she was very cool because she had a boyfriend and he was going to be there. I wondered if I too might gain his affections. A few days before the event, my mom took me shopping at a Champion Outlet store. Now, back in those days, Champion stores were known for their iron-on transfers, which is basically just a sheet of paper that holds text or an image that could be ironed onto your t-shirt of choice. In the front of the store, there was a wide selection of iron-on transfers hanging on the wall. I could choose from a favorite sports team or popular cartoon characters or any number of fun images. As soon as I saw it, I knew which one I wanted. It was a graphic of a group of cute little bunnies. In bold letters, it proclaimed, you're no bunny until some bunny loves you. I pointed my finger up at that one, and soon the store employee had placed it on the big ironing machine and was pressing it onto my t-shirt. I remember a sense of eager anticipation about this new shirt I could wear during our bowling outing. In the back of my little mind, I was quite sure that it would earn me the attention I desired. It didn't. In hindsight, I had some pretty high hopes for that t-shirt. I remember going home that night wondering what a girl needed to do to make some money love her. I outgrew that t-shirt rather quickly, but I never stopped looking for someone looking for me, and I still haven't outgrown it. What I have outgrown is the belief that that desire is something to be ashamed of, even when it goes unmet. Somewhere along the way, in other more tender ways, I learned to attach shame to those moments when my attempts to be seen or loved were rejected, incorrectly labeling my longing as bad. As Ruth Haley Barton goes on to say in Sacred Rhythms, when we are in touch with our deepest longings, a whole different set of choices opens up. Friend, I do know how tender it can be to notice the ways that our desire for belonging has brought us hurt. But I also know that it's when we actually pay attention to our longings that we will discover how deeply we are loved and how truly we do belong. 
I promise I have good news, friend, if you'll keep walking this journey with me. And so today, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one. Earlier in the episode, I listed some core desires of every human heart to be accepted, to be seen, to be wanted, to be safe, to be secure, to be needed, to be loved, to belong. As you consider these desires, is there one that you relate with most deeply? Sometimes it's most helpful to remember a time that this longing went unmet. Let me invite you to just take a minute to reflect on whatever surfaces during this question. And question two, what would it be like to name that longing to Jesus and ask him how he views what has stirred for you today? Maybe you're not sure of his response, but if you'll allow me, I'd like to assure you that he is a good shepherd. Resist anything that doesn't sound tender. Then would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Luke 1, 52 and 53. Mary is speaking and she says, He has put down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. Let's pray. Jesus, what would it be like to see our longings as you see them? We admit that we struggle sometimes to believe that our deepest longings are good, especially when they go unmet. At times, it's even hard to understand why you created us this way. And yet, your word says that you desire to fill the hungry with good things, that it is those who have no need that you cannot help. We need your help, Jesus. It's in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Errett on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeArrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week. <laughs>